Blog Talk Radio. DC Sports. The Final Cut. Back on another episode of DC Sports, the final cut. It's myself, Mr. DC Sports Senior, with my boys, man, Dom O'Rourke and Chris Worthy. What's up, fellas? What up, what up? What's going on, fellas? How y'all doing this evening? Good morning, morning. You know, another victory week, man. You know, we wanted to come back last week, but we had some unforeseen circumstances stop us from getting the show off. So I don't want y'all to think we only come on here after win because that's not true. <laughs> we just so happen to get everything right <laughs> back this week, you know, after another win, man, which was much, much, much needed before going into the bye week. I mean, you can't stress enough how important it is to get that W before you go on the bye week because, you know, if you lose that game, you are going two straight weeks of the leaks and you probably got players-only meetings and the media just bashing and talking and everyone's just down. So, you know, Chris, man, I mean, how, how, how is it, man, you know, to feel to get that win before the bye week? Oh, man, it feels good. And, you know, you know, it, we, we, can, we can flip this coin with it only being two weeks or going into this third week and, you know, people going, hitting that panic button. Um, I say hit the panic button when you go into an early buy and you one and two and you got two weeks of all these big question marks and who's doing what and do you start pulling more people in and do you start making drastic changes and you know it, it starts from the top with Jay and the head coach do I need to do something with myself and all the way down to the players so it's good to do this uh, almost this, this character gut check type of win uh, back at FedEx after you laid an egg the week before and going into the bye week feeling good. So it's always it's always good. And I, I want to piggyback on you, Dre and Domo, about, you know, we want to uh-huh. let the listeners and the fans know, you know, we're going to be here every week. I'll, I'll take that. I'll fall on the soil for last week because I just had a conflict with stuff and we didn't get this thing off. But we're going we're gonna to get this thing on track and keep it going. But, oh, man, two and one, it, it's lovely. Two and one looks way Way better than one and two, especially going in two weeks. You know, you know, Domo, me and you, you know, we 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 talk all the time and everything about this, and uh-huh. uh, this, you know, another home game, uh, another FedEx win um, against a, a playoff team with Green Bay. What did you see, or how do you felt with the with the win going in? I loved it because it, it was a nice gut check. It was a nice measuring stick. So I I really loved what I what I saw from the from the coaches to the from offense to the defense. Then you got these fans. I mean, I understand the things we could have done better, but, man, a win is a win. And we beat one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, a nice uh, a nice receiving corp. You know, they have a nice coach. They have a nice D-line, Mike Daniels, ha-ha, in the back. Uh, in the back <laughs> so, man. People, we, we we really have to learn how to appreciate our wins, man. We've been losing for so long. Like I said, a lot of Redskins fans are like scorned girlfriends that have been hurt for so long. They don't know how to appreciate mm-hmm. what's in front of them when there's something good happens. So I love it. I love when we're down. Our youngest stepped up. It looked like it seems like our, 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 our third, fourth, fifth, sixth round pick I'll play better than our early round pick, so and that's when you know you have a good football team. So I love what, yeah. what we're seeing so far. Uh, you know, yeah. I'm actually glad you pointed that out, Dre. Um, that that's something that was a big concern going into this year. You know, you you got an influx of young guys coming in, and you're really relying for them to step up and and, and do their thing out on the field. And one of the things with, with these young guys. The coaches, the position coaches, need to make sure that they get these guys prepared. You know, transitioning them from college to the pros, and you know, going up against players that are you know experienced and, and, and been out on the field on the professional level. Um, you know, that was one of our factors going on in. Andre, I know you was talking about that a lot. Yeah, 
Yeah, for yep. sure, man. Um, and like I said, to piggyback off Adamo, what he said, you know, regarding the fans and how they, you know, kind of react at the games. I know sometimes Redskins fans, well, a lot of times Redskins fans, they expect the worst. I mean, that's just kind of our nature, you know, to kind of shield ourselves from the hurt that comes with, with the Redskins that brought us. But it's okay to be a fan, and it's okay to enjoy a win. You know, I mean, I see some things out there that I don't like, but when you win, you take that, you look at it, say, man, you hope they correct it, and you go forward. You just save it a moment, live the fight another day, you you go into next week. But for us, we get two weeks. But as I was saying, with some things in that game that, you know, I mean, it was things in that game I loved. I lo- absolutely loved some things in that game, I mean, especially coming off that stinker we put up against the coach. And the things that I loved, you know, was, us jumping out in that first half, just sticking it to the Packers. I mean, we were aggressive. I mean, from the beginning. And I, I was watching um, the Jay Gruden's coaching show. I, I try to catch that every week, at least DVR. I watched it the night before Saturday night. And I also mentioned on Twitter that Jay Gruden, they asked him about him running the ball on first and second or first downs uh, quite often, which is, you know, statistically proven that that's not really a great running down, that passing is actually more efficient on those downs. And Jay Gruden said that he wants to come out and be more aggressive on first downs. So I kind of – I put that out there after I seen that. You know, I thought that was interesting that Jay said that. So that was something that I was really looking to. And then in that first series, first thing they did, they threw the ball. And they were doing that on first downs a lot in that game. And then also yeah. the other great was the, the criticism of Alex Smith not going downfield, especially after the Colts game again, you know, and the Cardinals game too. And those games where the defenses were playing primarily zone defenses. But this was a game Packers came out playing pretty much man-to-man defense on it, and you just knew Jay was salivating to go against that defense. Now, I did kind of I, I did kind of wonder if Jay had any adjustments for uh, a zone defense coming up, but I'm glad that we got to see a man defense so we can see this offense get a little bit more unleashed. And right. we straight attack. You saw first drive, the long bomb to – Paul Richardson, and then you had bombs to Vernon Davis, more downfield shots to Jordan Reed. I mean, and I know the fans get on Josh Doxon a lot. He drew two key pass interferences, and, you know, people were getting involved. But then, of course, there's the things that you don't like. And for me, the things I saw that I didn't like in the game, the second half, you do want to see them come out a little bit more aggressive. Now, I'm not saying they should go out there guns blazing and, you know, kind of blow it because it is a tricky situation when you're going against a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers who can just dice you apart. And when we saw him do that first drive of the game, they go, what, seven, eight minutes, and they score. Now, I kind of looked at it as I said, okay, Green Bay does help us out a little bit because they chewed the clock up. But still is so much time for Aaron Rodgers to mount a comeback. You want to see the team kind of put together a drive that kind of – takes them right back out of it. But we didn't we never got it going in that second half. And I did feel like Jay went into a little bit of a cocoon in the second half because the first series we came out with two straight runs. Now I get the running game was going great in the first half, but to me that just didn't show aggression at that point in the game. And it but it didn't come back to bite us. And then another thing I didn't care much for, I mean, don't get me wrong, I love how the defense is playing this season. I mean, we're ranked number two in yards. Um, I, I think we're number two in points per game as well. We're only allowing like 14.7 points a game. But we got saved in that game a lot by drops. <laughs> Green Bay were dropping mm-hmm. some timely passes. I mean, some pretty catchable passes. I mean, Aaron Rodgers was putting it right there. And those were on critical downs as well. It would be like a third down, and, you know, they dropped a bomb. I think Randall Cobb dropped one on fourth down. That was an easy first down So. We did, there's some things that we got to tighten up that hopefully going into the bye week, you know, they, they look at film and they're able to sure up a couple of those things. But I don't want to take away from what we have accomplished, and we are looking good so far. Exactly. Damn good. I mean, we're looking good. And and I'm with you. Um, you know, I, I feel good about the win, of course. This is a 16-week season. That never changes. Um, and these wins do not come easy. If you was not only the ones watching the Redskins versus Green Bay uh, Packers, you saw a lot of upsets on Sunday. 
it's any given Sunday sometimes, and you got to go week by week in this league because you just don't know what's going to happen. Um, so I'm not going to take away from this win at all. It was a it was a needed win. It was a win versus an NFC team, um, and we're two and zero versus the NFC, which is always came come back to bite us at the end when it comes down to if we're in the playoff hunt. So that's always a good thing. You know, I appreciate that one loss. I don't like losing, but, you know, if you lose against the AFC, uh, I'll take that over a loss versus the NFC because everybody, you know, you, you kind of, right. you know, I know it's week three and everything, and, and um, but, you, you know, you, you start to see the dust settle. You start to see, okay, who could – possibly envision being those six teams coming out of the NFC. So you're going to need these 2-0 and so far going in. But I'm with you, Dre. And while I'm happy and I'm always positive, I'm, I'm, I'm about to get negative with the second half. I want to be able okay, to enjoy the game all the way through. I don't want to hear Jay getting interviewed by whoever's the uh, sideline reporter saying, hey, guys, you know, remember the Chicago versus Green Bay game when Green Bay came back and did all that. Okay, if you are telling your players that, you need to tell yourself that. Keep right. the foot on the acceleration to the floor, through the floor. Flint, Flintstone that thing to where you don't stop. And I saw some complac- uh, complacency. I saw them kind of, you know, revving back. You know, and I appreciate, you know, Thanks, Aaron Rodgers, and your offense for chewing up eight minutes. That's great. But the play calling was kind of, huh, what? It was kind of sketchy to me. And I didn't like that. We we can't be complacent. We can't. Not in this league. Not in our division. Same thing goes with the defense. I don't like that. Okay, and, you know, I know they wasn't trying to do they, – they didn't want Rodgers throwing any big bombs or no big plays. But – they got to tighten up. They got to change both game plans on both sides of the ball when they go into the second half. Don't go. Don't set the tone in the first half and then rest on your laurels. The NFL mm-hmm. and the refs and the fluke stuff will catch up with you quickly. So that's that was my one beef about that. And we've seen too much out of Jay Gruden doing that. And come on, man, you 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 got to stay aggressive. You got to. That will bite you. All right, Domo, what you got, man? I'm I'm a I'm a really back a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Domo, I want, I want nah. to see how you feel on that as well. <laughs> oh man, I I I definitely agree. I mean, you definitely want to keep your foot on their necks. You know, when you got a wounded animal, you trying to you trying to you trying to kill for, and you got a family to feed, man. You got to keep your foot on the neck. You don't just let up. You feel me? You don't just let up. Oh man, Domo, hungry. Once you think you got it. <laughs> Once you think you got it, that thing, as soon as you turn your back, that thing going to pop up and it's going to bite your back off. So I agree. You got to you gotta stay on it. But, you know, I, 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 man, I went, like you said, man, I went, it's every, every, any given Sunday, you got to go out there and you got to play. But that's something we can definitely improve on. Like I say every show, Jay, he's learning. I, feel, I really feel like this is the year where he's taking a lot of things in. And he's finally learning his strengths and weaknesses, what he should do, what he shouldn't do. But I, I agree. I, I'm about, I'm about fifty fifty, maybe seventy five fifty with with Chris said. I, I can agree. I can attest to that. So okay. I agree. Honestly. Okay. Well, I, I do want to bounce something off y'all. Yeah, go ahead. Before I'm not going to comment too much in this right now, but I want to get you all's opinion on this. I love the defensive line. I mean, I love what those guys are doing. You know, um, Ionitis, uh, Payne, Allen, I mean, they are bringing the pain, you know. But the outside linebackers seem like they're, they're just they, – they're not getting it done right now. What, what what do you all think about that? What do you make it at? Oh, man, I'm going to let go. I'm going to go ahead and let Chris go over this one first. <laughs> When we were done with the fourth game of the preseason, and I did my little overall look at the roster and going in, the one thing that was glaring out to me, and I said it on social media, that we needed more speed on the outside, that now that we got these big dogs on the defensive line, you, you almost want to say it's kind of exposing um, the, the weaknesses that we have on the outside because – 
you know, and this has always been a lifelong debate with Redskins fans um, when we switch from 4-3 to 3-4, that a lot of our linebackers ideally fit with their hands in the ground being a defensive end in a 4-3 set. Mm-hmm. And they can say, well, yeah, you know, some of our some of our schemes, some of our play, uh, some of our plays is based off of a 3-4 slash 4-3 hybrid. That's fine and great. You know, you know, yeah, I, I see that. But Ionitis, Allen, Payne, Settle, Ziggy Hood, these guys, and I'm and if everybody else I'm forgetting my bad. These guys are now built Mm-hmm. You brought you drafted three, four defensive linemen now. So, if you to me, you need speed. We don't have speed. We have we we have the bruisers. We have the thumpers, and that's great and all in certain situations. And yeah, Kerrigan is almost getting there. And yeah, Kerrigan is getting a hold and call him. That's that's great, but we need speed. We're not seeing speed. I don't hear Preston Smith on, on during the game. I don't hear Ryan Kerrigan during the game. If I don't hear names for people that for and in Kerrigan's spot, you know, you you gave him an extension and you you paid him to be your your premier linebacker as far as the crew is concerned. I mean, you know, before they uh, re upped uh, Zach Brown, we need speed on the outside, and we're not. We got bruisers. We we literally they're showing more four three. Uh, linebackers and not these three, four. We need some speed. We need some athletic freaks to get around there. And, and that's my thing. And both Smith and Kerrigan, they're not. The, that's not their style. That's that's not how they play. They get there from time to time. But when your interior lineman, when the, when the three amigos in the middle, when they're getting to the QB faster than you, and you kind of like a step or two behind, it starts to expose your playmaking ability. Mhm. Yeah. I I definitely agree. You know, maybe don't maybe don't pay the bills, man. Everybody keeps saying, oh, almost, almost, and maybe neither one pays the bills. The only time, the only time when you don't hear a player's name, the only player that's a good thing for is those big guys on the offensive line. When you don't hear their name called right. during a, right. a game, that means <laughs> right. they're doing their job, such as right. uh, Burst. Right. You didn't hear his name called. He did a great job, Rulier. A lot of those mm-hmm. guys, man. These. Kerrigan, Preston, Ryan Anderson has more sacks than Preston Smith does, and that's just one. I mean, come on now, we they they gotta they have to show something. I mean, I, I understand Kerrigan is getting these holding calls, and they are clutch. They are very clutch, and he is getting pressure, but almost and maybe you don't pay these bills. And you know, like you said, we're, we're we have a lot of brute force now. You know, there's a play uh, Ionitis pushed it, pushed uh, Bulaga back to the quarterback, and he just bull rushed him. Looking like looking like Justin Smith from the uh, old Forty Nineers. That's what he. It's it's crazy. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. It's a, it's a process. Yep, yep. It's a process. So we we over time we drafted these bruises. We got Ionitis. We got Allen. We got Payne. We got Settle. So give us some time. You know, these next couple of years, we'll see where our weaknesses are, and we'll bring those guys. And I'm hoping for. I'm hoping we get a Dante Fowler next year. Or, you know. Some explosive guy of that is, you know, Junior Gillette wouldn't hurt this year. I know every, I don't know what this front office is. Maybe their ego is too big, or he's doing too much on social media. But he would really help. He would really help. Oh, oh. comment. <laughs> uh, Say that again. Are we, are we going to <laughs> that, that slave deal comment? <laughs> yeah, are we going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, let's get into it. Let's just let's just get into but, it. And but, I, I got no qualms, yeah. no beef with Junior. I don't. Um, my man is Haitian, on. Man. We got one Haitian. We got Moreau. Bring that yeah. other Haitian. Bring him back. I, no, <laughs> I, I got no beef with Junior, but see, Junior burnt his bridge over the summer mm-hmm. with that yep. initial offer that was given to him. He did. And he wasn't silent with it. He got out on social media and made that slave comment. You can't do that. Not with the PR of this front office. Not with the not with the with the man not with Bruce Allen. Y'all know how Bruce Allen rolls. Right. He ain't playing right, that right. way. Right. Right. As soon as he said that and was like, nah, that ain't I can't work with that thing, they took it off and they said, Okay, bet. Same thing happened to him with the Raiders. But guess what? Right. Jay and John are brothers. 
you know John's going to say, well, hey, what's up with Junior? Jay said, hey, man, you, you, this is what he said. This is what we offered him. But, look, this comment he made that, no, nah, it wasn't good enough and that's slave money and blah, 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 blah. Man, you can't do that when you're trying to get a job in the NFL, man. You can't do that. No, and absolutely. The second he absolutely did that, right. blew that bridge up. So yeah. I would love and, – and, yeah. Go yeah, ahead, Dre. Go absolutely. ahead, man. And, no, just to go on that, but um, not just Junior, but as we were saying about the outside linebackers, it's okay with Preston and Ryan Kerrigan on the edges. You know, they're going to, like you said, generate pressures. They're going to generate those pass rushes. But you need at least a situational guy there, you know, and that's where Junior's name is mentioned there, you know. And But if you look at all of our outside linebackers, we got, what, Ryan Anderson, we have uh, Pernell McPhee, we have, um, like I said, Preston and Kerrigan. All of those guys are the same type of pass rushers. They, their their style are all similar, and yeah. there's no change of pace guy that comes in and bends the edge for you. You know, like yeah. I mean, like I said, Junior Gillette would have been that guy, but obviously, like I said, he burned his bridge, and you know he regrets it and all. But sometimes you just don't know if you could take that chance again. And and he was more. I mean, I don't know if he developed much relationships with other guys on the, you know, in the organization. But I know he was a Scott guy to start with. You know, he was a, he was an right. affluent guy. You know, right, and then right. like I said, after he turned the deal down and he started, you know, and he's not a silent person on social media at all. So you don't know if he's going to burn you again. So, I mean, I guess the Redskins front office is looking at it like, fool me once, fool me twice, shame on, you know, whatever. But right, right. <laughs> you just probably don't know if you could trust that guy again. But we we got a caller, man, a, a, um, a special caller coming in, man. This is uh, one of my boys here, man. He's um been a buddy of mine on Twitter for a while, man. Real smart dude, man. You know, he got a way with words, man. My boy Marshall, man. What's up, Marshall? What's going on? What's, what's going on, fellas? You, got, you guys are going to make me laugh talking about the junior stuff. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Marshall you got know, his I, own I, thing I, I with chimed in. I chimed in, and I had a highlight tape in my mentions in like five minutes. <laughs> Marshall said, "What would you say, Marshall? When you mention his name, you gonna get you a, a nice highlight clip in your mentions with this Oh yeah, you're gonna, tops, a, right? you're gonna get You're gonna You're gonna get a, You're gonna get a camp cut up from three years ago. Quick. <laughs> <laughs> so, Marshall, man, you 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 are you are our annual Junior Gallette ambassador with all of this because anytime you drop his name. They 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 show up on you, man. So you, why don't you give us your unique insight on this situation, man? You know the the funny thing is, I I actually really like the guy, man. But the uh, you know, I just joke around with him, just like I would any anybody else, a coworker, anything like that. Somebody that has that that reputation of being attention starved, man. You gotta you gotta poke fun at him a little bit. And he's he's a good sport about. It. He sends the highlight tape. He knows, you know what oh, yeah. he's saying. But hey, you know. The guy had the opportunity at the time, you know. I wish it would have worked out, but I think that ship has sailed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wish you, man. I wish you. I, I, I wish if it, I, I, I wish I my. There's a few things. Oh, go. Ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead, Marshall. Go ahead for it, man. No, I was I was gonna say I was listening to you guys earlier, and uh, I wanted to call in. I was telling Dre earlier that I feel like I've been watching Alex Smith for like 20 years of my life, like. You know, he's been. It feels like he's been in the league forever, and uh, yeah. I actually kind of slept. I feel like I'm. You know, I, I stay up to date on on all things quarterback. I'm really interested in it. I like studying the position, and I slept on his accuracy. Like I was not um, watching him over these three weeks. Like on these end breaking routes and these slants. I mean, he's. If you get any inside leverage at all, he's putting it on you. I mean, I don't know if you guys are seeing the same thing, but oh, it's yeah, definitely absolutely. jumped out to me. Yeah, no, absolutely. And but you know the thing with I mean that's one that's the short pass and accuracy with Alex. Um and I I always knew that was there. When when I watched a lot of Kansas City Chiefs games, especially when Alex first signed with Kansas City, I noticed that Andy Reid called a lot of slant passes. I mean I mean he it was slant pass galore and Alex was throwing them. I mean at the time People was oh well it's just check down just but he was letting he was letting his receivers do the work. But the thing that impressed right. me what Marshall was talking about with the accuracy thing was when I watched those passes to Tyree Hill last year. I mean, there was Tyree Hill never once had to slow down on anything to get those deep passes and everything. And I said, Alex puts those balls on the money. I can't wait to yeah, see he's he does a left on, man. Yes, and you see it. You see it. 
Definitely. And then the, another thing is another point I wanted to bring up is uh, right now, man, if they if they can beat the Saints, if they can find a way to pull that off, I think the conversation uh, has to shift to well, is this team good? Because right now it's kind of like we don't really know after that Colts stinker, but. You know, if they beat the Saints, then I think the conversation shifts to, is this team good to how much damage can they create? You know what I mean? Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Like, what what, what, what you think on that, Chris, man? I mean, are we talking contender at that point, man? You know, if we <laughs> beat the Saints? You know, <laughs> you know how that one that one good team always got that one team that you wouldn't think has their number? Um, one was the Green Bay Packers. We 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 just match up well with them, even with the different coaches that's been here. For some strange reason, we always play well with Green Bay. The second team that we give fits, New Orleans, and yeah, it's been that you know it's been that way for quite some time. And you got to have that talk. If if you're not paying attention to it now, if you're not on the pregame shows talking about this stuff. If we beat New Orleans, you got to put us in. You got to put us in the talk now because now the first quarter of the season is is done. Redskins are three and one, and it's possible that they'll be three and zero versus the NFC. Mm-hmm. You got to have it. You, you got to be like, oh, oh, okay, something's there's something brewing here, and you got to look at the veteranship and the experience that you got on the offense, and you got to look at the youth and the aggressiveness on the defensive line. You gotta have the talks because you you would have beaten Aaron Rodgers and then you would have gone in and beaten Drew Brees. Pretty yeah, much I'm, with I'm with you. And that's you that's know. a that's a good thing. That's not those are not two random quarterbacks, record quarterbacks. Those are two potential Hall of Famers. First ballot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely Hall of Famers. And you got guys help me out with Jay's record after the bye. I'm my, my first thought on it, I don't think that they do too well. We always expect for them to really game plan because they got plenty of time to do it, and either they have more losses some after the bye. But help me out. Um, I don't remember or don't recall them being doing good after a bye. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I can't, I can't, I can't recall myself. <laughs> yeah. Right. The only thing I always know them bash Jay over the head with is his first game. You know, I mean, that's the one. Right. But I do feel like you are on to something with the whole bye week thing. Because I think I remember having, you know, well, Twitter having conversations in the past. Like, oh, Jay didn't have a team prepared after a bye week. He had two weeks to prepare. But, as I said, I, I'm not 100% sure on that. But you could be on to something. I'm actually going to look into that, you know, <laughs> to see what that is. Because that, that's yeah, I'm not I'm intrigued. Because yeah. you are right. You know, that's something to look, look to. You know, but I, I, I hope with the whole preparation thing, as far as that's concerned, coming off the bye week, I hope we treat it like we did the first game of the season this year, you know, with the Cardinals, and we, we, we treat it like we have two weeks to prepare. We we are, you know, focused. We're coming in with a great game plan, and we know what we're going to do. And the, and the good thing about that is, as you say, we get up for the Green Bay Packers. New Orleans Saints is another team we get up for. I mean, that's a, that's a team mm-hmm. that – as of recently, we've played them really well. I mean, last year we played and we should have beat them, but we had a we pretty much beat ourselves in that game. Um, the the time before that we played them, that was when we got uh, Rob Ryan fired. He got fired literally the game after mm-hmm. the defensive coordinator. Yeah, with the sure did. And then there, there was the 2012 game where we went down to New Orleans and we pretty much killed them on RG3's opening game. So, that, I mean, that's mm-hmm. a team that, you know, we, we get up for, you know. So, regardless of whether it's in New Orleans or here, you know, I think we look forward to playing the Saints. So, hopefully it's that carries over. Like yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Marshall, something that yep. you talked about I'm sorry, Marshall, something that you talked about about um you studying QBs and paying attention to them and, and Alex Smith. It was two plays on uh Sunday that just stood out to me. His ball placement, like how uh Dre was saying when he was watching uh his passes to Trike uh Tyreek Hill in his mm-hmm. uh chief days, his ball placement and the tight windows. He put mm-hmm. he put a rope to read where there's like three defenders, two closing in and the one that was covering. And he put that window, I mean, it had to be like keyhole size 
on that ball of Germany. Those two passes right there showed me, okay, yeah, Mr. Mr. Smith means business. Oh, yeah, and the uh, I think you're talking about the one where he kind of shifted to his left and then put it over a, a zone defender's head. I was thinking it was on yeah. third down. I mean, you could just you could just see it. Like, I mean, the guy, I mean, he's just accurate. And then the ball to uh, Vernon Davis. I mean, he put yeah. that he put that wheel route. I mean, Vernon Davis didn't have to do anything. I mean, he barely had to remove his. He all he had to do was put his hands together about six inches from his frame, and the ball was right in the cradle. Like, I mean, he the guy the guy can place the ball, man. Like, and like I said, I, I watched him for years, and it's kind of from afar, and you watch him in certain games, but. Man, on some of these some of these balls, I'm like, whew, like this, I was not expecting that. I mean, it jumps off the screen how accurate he is, at least so far. Yeah, yeah. We, we, gentlemen, we're starting to see some versatility on offense to where it, with, when you can run the ball and you can throw it with some type of efficiency, you know, you can legitimately game plan versus defenses from week to week to figure out, okay, we can get them that, this way, we can get them that way. And – Again, to me personally, our, our chances are really high going down to New Orleans and and beating them, um, just based off what we what we've seen so far. You know, I'm I'm feeling pretty good about that, um, for certain. I am I am too, and you know they're not and they're not. You know, we saw we saw some signs of life from the receiving core this week, which is important because you know I was I was starting to get a little iffy on the wide receivers, but. Um, you know, we, they showed signs of life, and New Orleans is not very good in defending the pass, and they're dealing with a slew of injuries in the secondary. So, I mean, yep. a fast turf, prime time, you know, they're coming off a bye. I mean, if they can if they can pull this off, like I said, you know, they're going to come back and have a game with Carolina for, you know, an early season showdown. I mean, I'm not trying to get ahead of myself, but, um, I mean, we're, we're right. I mean, they, they have an opportunity against the Saints, man, to really shift the conversation, no doubt. Yeah, I'm definitely with you that. Domo, with Drew Brees and that high-powered offense that can just cut it on at any given time, what would be your game plan as far as with our defense? Because, you know, we, we talked about our ends trying to make sure that they step up. You know, they're going to have to contain Drew because Drew will, will run it and scramble just like Smith. And, you know, do you, do you think we need a spy uh, over the middle at all, you know, Zach Brown or Foster just kind of making sure he doesn't try to shoot the gaps and scramble when he doesn't see anything. What's your thoughts mm-hmm. on that? Or how do you think the defense should attack uh, Breeze in his offense? Well, our defense should attack Breeze in the offense uh, pretty much in the same way we just dealt with Aaron Rodgers. Besides, Breeze is not too mobile. Now, last Sunday, this past, this previous Sunday, he had a Michael Vick type spin move. It was crazy. I was like, oh, my yeah. God. And they landed in the end zone. But Drees is not too mobile. So those big guys up front, those big guys that, that are pushing the middle, getting past those linemen, they are going to be correct. Because Drew, he can throw, he can make all of the throws in the pocket. But when you have them big guys that at their feet constantly, you got to worry about, oh, man, are they about to get a sack or my pocket is collapsing in front of me. That's when we, that's what we really need to have. You know, if we're going to have somebody spy, I would rather have Mason Falls to spy because he's doing a very good job of if he when he doesn't get to the quarterback, he gets his hands up, he's getting deflections. I believe he has about two of those plays. And he yeah, just yeah, yeah. Last Sunday off of that, so. Man, all them 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 back uh, them D backs they got to cover. The safeties have to com- communicate, and if we do that, we're good to go. We just have to worry about. I'm I'm not so necessarily worried about Breeze now. I'm of course you have to worry about him, but I'm more so worried about Kamara getting loose. Uh, I knew that was coming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, Michael Thomas, Michael Thomas too, man. Yes, running back get loose. That's a different story. Yeah. Well, I, and then I'm going to say that, that we also, so you have to worry about Ingram oh, and Kamara. That's right. That's a great point, Dom, a great point. I forgot about that suspension for him. Um, he is back. So that's that's something you got to worry about with the, the run game. And that, and that is concerning to me just because while you haven't seen too many teams run, run the ball against us that much, even the Cardinals with uh, David Johnson, 
they didn't – well, we took them out again. We, we didn't allow them to run because our offense was on the field most of the first half. We forced them to pass the ball. But the Colts game, even the little bit of runs they did in that game with the no name at the time. I didn't know their names other than Marlon Mack, but uh, was it, Naeem Hines and them. They were gashing us a little bit up the middle. And then Green Bay got off some nice runs up the middle. On it. So I, I, I'm a little worried at, at some point if a team wants to attack a run that they can kind of get us, you know, up the middle with that. So you got to worry about that with the Saints. Now, as far as the receivers go, with Michael Thomas, as Marshall mentioned, I mean, Michael Thomas has been a beast this year. I mean, some say he's probably the best wide receiver in football. <laughs> right. I mean, this dude is killing it this year. Um, but what I do love about that is I love how our cornerbacks are playing, specifically Quentin Dunbar, who can't be talked about enough as what he's been doing this season. But the guy that really impressed me last week more than anybody on that defense was Fabian Moreau. And Fabian Moreau was somebody I noticed throughout the game. Yep, <laughs> that dude. He he was he was matched up pretty much with um, Randall Cobb all game in the slot, and he mm-hmm. held more than held his own with Randall Cobb. I mean, I've seen him make plays on the ball. If Randall Cobb caught it, Fabian Moreau was right there. I mean, he he always the, 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 exactly exactly. And that's kind of like Marshall's boy. Marshall will tell you about how much he loves Kendall Fuller. And that's what I was kind of expecting of Moreau going into the season was him being the guy that makes the leap into that Kendall Fuller type of guy this year. And he showed all of his potential in that Green Bay game. So, you know, and Josh Norman, you know, he gets ragged on by the fan base. And for good reason a lot of times with his contract and all and no interceptions. But Josh Norman's no slouch. He know he's technique wise, he may not have the 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 physical attributes of the other two cornerbacks in Dunbar and Moreau, but he has the mental IQ. So I mean, he's gonna give up a you know, a couple of catches here and there, but he's not gonna necessarily kill you in the game. So I do like the way our corners match up against what is gonna be uh, what Michael Thomas are really good receiver for. Yeah, if yeah, no if this if this defense can just make Breeze hold on to the ball just a little bit, just to let that interior pressure do their thing. I mean, these guys, I mean, Allen, Ionitis, Payne, I mean, these guys are on fire. Like, if they can just give them to hold the ball a little bit, make them force a few, because, you, you know, you're not going to shut down the Saints, especially at home. You know, they're going to score. It's prime time. They're going to get their points. But if you can force a few mistakes, get a few sacks, force a few punts, then I actually like what the offense can do against them. So, I mean, I you know, I think – I'm excited to watch this game because they have the chance. They have an opportunity. I'm not trying to get too far ahead of myself, but they have, they have a chance to turn a little corner here. Sure do, sure do. And here's what I here's what I need Minuski and Tom Sula to look at. I need to look. I, I, I need for them to look at Breeze and that O line. The O line blocks a specific way, so Breeze can have passing lanes because of his height. Because those guys are big and tall. Hopefully, Minuski and Tom Sula will see something where they can put some stunts and whatever the direction that they got the big dogs up front pushing it to close those lanes for Breeze. That should give them those extra two seconds that, Marshall, you're talking about to get a sack, containment, cover sack, you name it. So my, my key to that, push, get those old linemen out of those passing lanes that they set for Breeze due to this height deficiency. If they do that, right. then we, we definitely got a chance. Absolutely, like we we have to we have to make Drew Brees uncomfortable all game. You see, the scary thing about you know, I mean, we're, we're talking about two Hall of Fame quarterbacks in Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees. But the scary thing about Aaron Rodgers is sometimes it really doesn't matter if you put a blitz in his face. I mean, Aaron Rodgers right. flicked the ball 50, 60 yards downfield with three guys with hands all in his face, and it's, it could be a dart. I mean, that's just the type of freak that Aaron Rodgers is. But Drew Brees, as great as he is, he's a guy that you just don't want to give him time to, you know, pretty much robo the field because, you know, Drew Brees scans the field, boom, he's going here, he's going here. But if you make Drew Brees uncomfortable, he's going to start making some bad decisions. He's going to start throwing the ball quicker than he wants to throw it, and you can get some interceptions on him. So that's why you, you have, that, that defensive game plan has to be centered around making Drew Brees uncomfortable all game. And like I said, I hope Greg Minuski and them, that's the plan. And like I said, the 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 pass rush is something we talked about earlier in the show. It's something that has kind of worried me. Oh, I, was, I wouldn't say worried too much, but it, it's been a little bit of a concern 
I mean, because like you said, pressures and like Damo said, maybe doesn't do it. We need those guys to get home. And we see them sometimes go to the three-man rushes, which does nothing at all, I mean, most of the time. I mean, we, we need to probably send, you know, a little bit more, you know, be more aggressive with the blitzes, maybe get exotic with them a little bit. But this would be the game to do it, in my opinion, because, as you said, Drew Brees, he's not going to do too much running outside of the pocket. You know, that run he did against the Falcons where he bounces off two guys, that's not happening every game. Like, I'm yeah, you know, that, pretty that, confident. That, that. We're, <laughs> that's not, not going to happen every game. You know, so <laughs> I, I, I would like to see them get a little bit more aggressive with the blitz look and schemes in this game. Yeah, right, and I'm, yeah. And I'm pretty confident with our defense. You know, we've only allowed 44 points in three weeks. Only the 3-0 and Rams have yielded. We're tied with the Jazz for second best. So a lot of people are saying, oh, it's only week three. Oh, you don't have a big sample size. And the, the proof is in the pudding. It's yeah. Three weeks. I mean, you can't That's can't a, take it away from them. Everybody's played three, so you got to rank somewhere. Sure, they'll do. Oh, oh, fellas, I got to do a, a special shout-out to um, Shane Preacher, Preacher Mania. He, uh, mm-hmm. he hit us up on Twitter and said, Jay is 2-2 two and two after the bye. And he's won after the bye for the last two years. So, um, last two years they did win after the bye, and uh, two years before that he lost. So it's two and two. Yeah, that's a good little nugget. <laughs> Most definitely. Yeah, uh, so, uh, and, you know, like Chris, just shout out to Shane for that. I saw that. I, I also looked it up. I just didn't get a chance to show it as well. But yeah, those last two wins, that looked good, and hopefully we can keep that going. Yeah, no doubt. I think we will. You know, a lot of we like you said, we always play the Saints pretty pretty well. We never have too many issues. Now last last time we played the Saints, I'm not gonna name this quarterback. Who I before I get on this, before I get on this, I might be I'm about to be a little tough. But I kinda enjoyed, you know, Sunday's game. I was watching two games, you know, on Sunday, you know, I was watching this 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 Vikings team with this quarterback that we're pretty familiar with. I forgot his name. <laughs> Might be Cousins or something like that. But, you know, I, it, it's funny to see Vikings Twitter kind of oh. what we were preaching this entire time. And now people are saying, oh, wow, Dominic, what you've been saying for the past four years might have been true. Oh, my, what Chris Worthy, what, what, what some of these other guys may have been saying about Kirk Cousins. Might have been true. So that was a, that was a signing part of my Sunday. I thoroughly enjoyed oh. that. I don't know that's a good thing. Man, look, I, I I I pulled out the lawn chair on uh, <laughs> on, on, on the Vikings timeline, and man, it almost you you could remove the purple jerseys and the fan treat and replace them with Bergen and Gold jerseys. It was the same responses <laughs> that we seen on our timeline, anything with number eight related, on the on the Vikings timeline. I was in the Twilight Zone. I was like, dude, it was the same stuff. Oh, You know, <laughs> technically he was putting up yards, and in garbage time he was putting up yards. Yep. But in the crucial yep. situations he was And I was like, man, it was like deja vu, man. And, you know, I don't want to spend too much time on that Kirk Cousins dude, but um, my favorite part of the whole situation was actually I wanted to see what some of their fans were saying, so I, I looked up some things. And some of them were, you know, upset about, you know, what how he was playing. But then you had some people making the same excuses that I used to hear Redskins fans make. And it was funny to me because I actually saw one guy say, well, Diggs and Thielen aren't getting open. He has no one to throw to. I'm like, really? <laughs> you you all told me that this was the best weapons this guy has ever had in his life. And the rest of had nothing. Now when he comes here and when he looks bad, he has no one to throw to. So I said, oh, man, it's a, like you said, it's deja vu all over again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, like a scary movie. And a scary movie yeah. is named Kurt. After 90 minutes, man, that 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 whole thing went on for two years, man. I started to get stressed out talking about it. Yeah, <laughs> yo, <laughs> yeah, I it was a sour subject, man. It was very sour. 
But I'm just glad we have Alex Smith now. I'm just so glad, you know, we have a guy that's not all about that. And, you know, we don't get to see what him cooking on a gas grill, you know. So he, he just playing football. <laughs> you know? I still don't know, why, I still don't know what the hell he's grilling. Oh, my God. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. Look. <laughs> inflatable. <laughs> Guys, think about this guy AP right now. You know, it's week three of us having him, and he's shown a lot. He's shown so much, and we can see what what having a run threat is doing for our offense and our just not even our offense, our team. You know, the defense is benefiting from AP doing what he's doing. Now he's making jump cuts. He's making. He's still galloping. He's still running away from defenders. He may run away from this from this rookie Jackson. He's pulling away. So he's he's How great that guy would that that guy would be better than that guy would be better than P Ryan and Kelly when he's fifty three. Combined. Hey. Hey. Transform the goat Jeter and they did a little fusion dance. If both of them did that, they still wouldn't be able to handle this agent piece. No, no, absolutely not. Hey, He's a machine man. Yeah, machine. So that, 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 yeah, that that dude is on some Benjamin Buttons type of deal right now, man. I mean, to, to not be stressed out in between the twenty and the goal line. I mean, that it's a thing of beauty to see them actually have some efficiency down there in the red zone. That was one of the issues with us. There's three yes. three Ryan yes. Anderson comes in that fullback in the red zone. Yes, Ryan Anderson. I, you know, I'm loving Ryan Anderson for that. I mean, that alone. I mean, he, and he he's not looking so bad on the outside. Like I said, my only gripe is that all of those guys are pretty much the same type of pass pressure. But Ryan Anderson, he deserves credit because this dude is a he's a football player. I mean, that's what Scott McLuhan used to say. Ryan Anderson would do anything you go out there and ask him to do. And I loved him. When he comes in there on those goal line situations, oh, he's throwing his body and making a lane for AP as the fullback, you know. And that's why and Jake Rudin knew this is a guy I can ask to do this. He's going to do it, no hesitation. Ryan Anderson comes in, he does that. But, I mean, it's so great to have a running back like Adrian Peterson that has that vision on them goal line situations. And he's sometimes walking into the end zone untouched on a goal line situation. And that's crazy. Most of yep. them guys are diving. Get, they, and, you they, know. <laughs> yep, they are starting They're starting to develop a red zone identity. And that that's not mm-hmm. something we, we've had here in a while. No. Even the year no. that we did pretty well, it was kind of, it was kind of inconsistent. But now, you know, I mean, if you're, you know, if you're at, if you're at that 10 yard line, you know, AP's coming and the offense can play off that threat. And we haven't had that. Yep. We haven't had that in a while. Absolutely. And like you said, man, he doesn't look like he's lost a beat in any those jump cuts. Like I find myself rewinding at least three or four times every time he does want to catch someone. I mean, because his he's still able to start up pretty fast right off of a cut. And I'm like, geez. I mean, this dude is finding that little cut. I mean, that that one little hole with division that he jump cuts, and then he zoom. He's up the field. And you know. I still say he's going to break one straight to the house. But, I mean, he's maybe the old AP pass takes some of those to the house. But I've seen the defenders take pretty good angles. But he's probably fast enough in the past to run past those. But I'm still taking this AP over anything we've had. Oh, yeah. You know, his, oh, yeah. Easy. His aggressiveness and identity alone, the, the, the rest of the players are feeding off of that. You know, not since Garcon was here to where – you had a play on offense looking for contact. And AP is looking to truck somebody over. And the O-line feeds off of that. The other players feed off of that. It just rise, It just elevates everybody else's game. And, that, you know, that's something that we've been looking for for a very long time on this team. And I, I, I appreciate him. And I think me and Dre, we were talking about this. And uh, Marshall and Dorma, you, can, you guys can chime in too. You know, at the beginning of the season, when we looked at the schedule, when the schedule came out, you know, I had a problem with the bye week being so early because it was like, oh, man, you kind of want to, you know, you want that sweet spot right in the middle to where uh, you can assess the team, you can see, you know, who's going to come back after IR, all that good stuff. Um, but I'm actually liking the the bye week at this juncture right now just because of the way they feed the rock to AP. And I, I know he's playing running man possess and he's almost drinking the fountain of youth, but, 
still a long season, and I want him as fresh as possible. So I'm, I'm, I'm digging this week to where he can actually rest up because uh, it, it looks like they're going to be relying on him a lot as this season progresses. So what do you guys think about this early buy? Yay, nay, or you just meh? You know, at first when the schedule came out, I was like, man, week three, that's terrible. But I think the emphasis, there's been such like this pressure on the organization for their slow starts, slow starts that, okay, we have a good start. You get that early buy and you ensure that your team's healthy so you can get off to that good start, kind of change the energy of the team. And then, you know, you figure out the second half when you get there, I mean, injuries are going to happen, but as we've gotten to this by, I could definitely see the benefits um, to it more than I did when the schedule first came out. When the schedule first came out, I'm like, man, after three games, but, you know, I, I can see some positives. In it. I mean, it's, a lot of it's going to depend how they come out um, versus New Orleans, but I'm not as opposed to it now that we're actually in the midst of it as I once was. Yeah, and me, <laughs> it's my feelings. I, I, I hate it. It's, to me, it's like having spring break the second week of school. You know, it's like, <laughs> what, do you, what do you, you know, have to look forward to after that? It's like, oh, man, you know, now. But my, my, I guess my biggest concern is, you know, outside of being a fan and wanting to see my team play, you know, Sundays and, you know, naturally not caring much for bye weeks, um, is the injury aspect of it. You know, um, it. Uh, not a lot of guys are injured too much early in the season, you know, but later in the season, you know, it becomes a war of attrition. And a lot of guys, you, you'll have injuries. Guys are uh, almost your whole team is playing injured at some point, you know, later in the season. And that bye week later is something to look forward to, to get that rest and, you know, recovery and you get the rest of your, you know, whatever, however many games you got. But when it's this early that's something, you know, you can't really look forward to. But I guess it's not so bad because I don't know if you all remember back in the 90s. I can't remember. I want to say it was like 94, 95. They used to have five weeks on week one. Does anybody remember that? I remember <laughs> like, it. I, yeah, that, that was the thing. It was Yeah, they used to have five weeks on week one, which is the craziest thing in the world to me. I was like, how? The season just started, <laughs> you know. And then I guess at one point, too, there was two bye weeks in the season. So, you know, but yeah. I guess you just got to take it and just hope the team just, you know, kind of stays healthy and stays upbeat about it. I know DJ Swearinger was making some comments about it that he didn't like it at all, you know. Um, so I, I get the feeling that, you know, a lot of players share those sentiments, but I mean, you just gotta, you know, take the card, take the take the hand that's you know dealt to you, and you know, make the best of it. Yeah, no doubt. Right, it's, de- it's definitely not definitely not preferable, but um, you know, I think it'll it'll help get off to a better start. Like I, I can see the positives in it now, but first I was like, man, this is this is terrible. But yeah, I didn't it's not, like it's it not so bad. I mean, if they if they come out of this thing healthy and play well against. Saints, then um, I think that's a win. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Yeah. Hey, Dre, I, I think Domo dropped off. I think he was trying to jump back in, so um, make, make sure he's oh. back on the horn. Um, Marshall, let, oh, me, yeah. let me bend your ear on something. Um, you know, this week some news came out, like uh, I guess a day or so after the game, that uh, Trent was going to do some minor surgery, uh, you know, that, that kind of came out of left field. Um, you know, I, I saw some fans – almost worrying that there was that was going to be an issue. And, of course, you know, uh, the, the reports coming out of Ashburn that it was no big deal. It was just some cleanup or something like that. Um, what's your thoughts on it? You, you think he's good to go, or is there some concern there with that? Well, you know, I always say, you know, I believe, I believe, I forget his name, the Dr. Chow. Uh, he says, you know, um, there's no such thing as minor surgery. But if they're if they're truly um, just you know cleaning up like a loose particle, if it's like a bone spur or something, the only thing that's you know going to happen is he might be a little uncomfortable. But I don't think he's at any major risk. Um, and we've seen Trent play on much worse. Like he was one of the best left tackles in football last year when he had the patella tendon or whatever it was, whatever injury that was, where he could barely walk during the week. Um, you know, I, I think I think he's going to be able to play uh, just fine with it. I think if it was one of those things where if it was serious, I don't think they'd be as confident, especially after his, you know having surgery, that he would be there for the Saints game. Yeah, I'm with you. Hey, Domo, you back in the house, my brother? Yes, sir. All right. So, what's your take, man, on this uh, this this bye week? You you good with it? You had some problems with it? Tell me tell me what's on your mind. I mean, I'm uh, I'm. I'm in. I'm about 
50-50 with it because, you know, we came into this season with a couple players banged up, you know, and then week one, week two, we had a couple players that were banged up, you know, Sarah, and you just said Trent. So this is a, a early blessing, I was I would say, for these guys to, you know, get a little bit better and get ready to grind it out the rest of the season because the bye week's going to have to come at some point. So why not get it out the way early? And then after we get it out the way early, we hopefully we come back and play this thing. No, we will come back and play strong against the Saints that run a game, keep that going, and then we'll be able to continue going. We won't have to worry about a dull week or us having a week off because we'll be able to, okay, one, the one week we're pounding that ball and we're doing playing Redskins football, okay, boom, there's no break the next week. We're going to go back into next week, play Redskins football. Next week, Redskins football. Next week, Redskins football. So, I, I love it. I'm loving it. So, we are pretty yeah. deep. So, I'm not, I'm not too worried about it. I want to shout out Ty and Seki. If we put Sean Laval back into that lineup when he's healthy, I'm going to do something. Yo, I'm so glad you brought that up, man. I'm, goodness. Y'all saw Seki. He was pushing his man off the ball about 15 yards down the field, looking like somebody in their prime. I don't know. He, but, but Gabo, he that's the fine. great thing about Nasheki. That That's the great mm-hmm. thing that you – I'm glad you mentioned that because Morgan Moses went down with an injury. And, honestly, he's one of the few – I mean, I like Morgan Moses, and, he, of course, he's a great starter. I mean, he's a right tackle, you know. But when he goes down, I know Ty Nasheki is right there, and he's just as capable as Morgan Moses is. Now, I'm not so confident mm-hmm. as Brandon Scherf goes down, you know, his his guy, or, you know, even Trent Williams, the left tackle. But I love Ty Nasheki over there on that right tackle. I feel like he's just as – you know, he's going to give you every bit that Morgan Moses does. And But as far mm-hmm. as LaVeau goes – I like I liked what um, Bergstrom is center and they moved Ruye over to left guard. I like that. I ho- I would like to see them stick with that personally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, get get LeBron back to health and everything, and let him let him come in off and be rotation if need be if someone else goes down. And I, I sleep better with with Inseki on the right tackle, uh, subbing in for Moses than him having to sub for Trent. I just I, I you know no, I want yeah, Trent to right so right. Man, yeah. so all right, fellas, we 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 almost run out of time, but I want to get you guys' thoughts on this game. You know, we 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 get to we get to relax and watch other teams win or lose this coming weekend while we sitting pretty at uh at, at two and one. So, give me your thoughts on New Orleans. You think it's going to be a blowout? You think it's going to be a close game? Marshall, we will start with you, man. If you're still on the horn, what what, what you think the skins are going to do and how they're going to do you it? You know what? I'm kind of I'm kind of feeling this team. I'm not going to pick against them right now. I think they can go in there after the bye. I think they can win a close one. I'll go. I'll go 27-24 skins. Woo! All right. All right. All right. Dre, what you got, man? I'm going close game as well. I don't think it's going to be a blowout on either side. Um, I think it's going to be. It's going to be a fight, but I, I also think that you know, New Orleans is going to be they're, they're going to score some points on us. Uh, they'll probably score more than you know the Colts score, who's scored more than anyone else on us this season. But I do like us beating them as well as Marshall said on the road, just because I know we get up for this type of team. We also owe New Orleans, and I feel like coming off a of bye week and. It's a good thing New Orleans beat their rival Falcons, so they shouldn't be too mad. I, I, don't, I didn't look to see who they played this week, but I like their. I don't. I'm not going to predict the score, but I do like the Redskins winning in a close battle as well. Mm-hmm. All right, we we two for two with the close battles. Doma, what's your take, man? My take: I had the Redskins defeating the Saints by a score of eighty to the site now, but <laughs> I had it. I had it being a. You no, know, I'm gonna I'm go out on a little limb. It would be different. That would be different. I have us 28 to 17. I'm going to say 28 okay. to 17. And that's with us jumping out early to an early lead. I don't think their defense is going to be able to handle our guys. I really don't. So I have us jumping out to an early lead. Our O-line punishing them. And we're going to play Redskins football, baby. And run that ball. Okay, how good the team is. You can't stop an animal when he coming full speed at you. That's AP all day. All right, so we got two. We got two of our two of the guys wanting close games. We got Domo coming in with block. I'm gonna tell you like this. Here's my thing. Here's here's my Kool Aid pick of the week. Redskins are going to win. They're going to win in dominant fashion. They're going to control the clock. 
if the Saints score, it's going to be in desperation mode just for cleanup. I, I think they're going to go down there and take over. I think the fans are going to take over like they took over Arizona. I think the team is going to take over that house. I got them over 30 points again. Let's say 32, 32, 31 to 7. That's my take. All right. I hope you're right. <laughs> I like your prediction better than mine. <laughs> Well, another successful show, man. I'm I'm thankful for all of you know all man. We all made this happen, man. Uh, thanks, Marshall, for calling, man. We had a great show. We had a good time, man. Appreciate it. Till next time. Anytime, fellas. Yes. Appreciate you guys, man. Hail oh. to Redskins, Redskins Nation. Let's enjoy this bye and get ready for New Orleans. All right. <laughs>